1: And may the works this day be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast.
0: Hail Dictinus! Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. Mars tugs at the human imagination like no other planet. With a force mightier than gravity, it attracts the eye to the shimmering red presence in the clear night sky. Welcome to Celestial Bodies Mars, the 132nd episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of science journalist John Noble Wilford. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode.
1: You can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary meet. My name is Gwyn Ode's mother. And I like that quote. Yeah. it's really good. Very...
2: I kind of th- thought it was you.
0: Nope. That is John Noble Wilford. He's a prize-winning science journalist.
1: Gotcha. Well, it makes sense because it's very poetic. Yes. And so clearly, he finds the beauty and poetry in science. I believe that
0: quote is specifically from Mars beckons.
2: Mm.
1: So
0: that's cool.
2: The, the only thing I know about Mars is get your ass to Mars, Quaid, which is a Total Recall <laughs> quote. So
1: yeah, he's said your your father was all, was like everything I know about Mars
2: comes from Total, total Recall. recall. <laughs>
0: It's a, so, you have a not very accurate view of Mars. <laughs>
2: well, also, Mars Attacks.
0: <laughs> okay, um, okay. You got that too. That's, right, that's yep. good. You yep. have a full complement so. of science fiction Mars perspectives.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, Swan just reminded about Marvin the Martian. Marvin the uh, Martian, yeah. yep, yep. All these are important sources of information. War of the Worlds War of the that was worlds. the radio
0: drama. Right, yep. they that, were Martians. That had Martians, yeah. Martian tripods. John Big Boutet. John, Big Bittay. But nope. he was from another dimension.
2: Yes. That's true. That, yes. That but, they, the... but they said they were Martians because they couldn't figure out somebody who had come from the uh, other dimension. Right. Ninth, I think. It's Buckaroo Banzai yeah. the ninth dimension. I think it was like the ninth that. dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Eighth, yeah. ninth. Eighth. Something eighth, like that. Eighth
1: dimension? I don't know. I don't, one know. Of those. I don't know. High up there. It's one of the Buckaroo Banzai. One of, of the many dimensions. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, <laughs>
2: so we'll start patrons. Two new kittens. Hello, kittens. We love you one new hunter whose name is Patrick Saylor.
1: Welcome Welcome. to our newest hunter. We love our hunters. We love all of our patrons and we love our pride because I've been seeing a lot of of people really supporting each other Mm -hmm. this week. A lot of people answering questions in the Mm -hmm. Facebook group and just giving moral
0: support during difficult situations. Mm -hmm. I think
2: this is the first week that I've ever actually seen both Gwyn and Ode both post in the Discord in the same week.
0: <laughs>
2: I am weird. very rarely on the yeah, Discord. Gwyn's
1: I check in occasionally.
0: Gwyn's an occasional presence. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm more likely to check in on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's been really neat to see because there's mm-hmm. been a lot of stuff going on in the last week or so, especially with what's going on in Texas.
0: Right. There's lighting a candle some... for you, Texas? Yeah, no kidding. They're lighting candles in Texas. In Texas. Because that's they all they have, likewise. No wise. damn oh, power. My God. I think things
1: are slowly... They're grinding yeah, forward. But there but... are still,
0: like tens of thousands of people without power or water.
1: Yeah, and there's been deaths due yeah. to hypothermia. I mean, it's it's
0: terrible. Yeah. Our sympathies to all the people in Absolutely.
2: Texas. Absolutely. Who are, are not listening, can't hear this no.
0: because you have no power to charge your phones with. Sunday afternoon chats.
2: Oh, yeah. Sunday afternoon, normally I'm on from 2 to 4 hmm? on a Zoom call that has no meaning or... Um, <laughs> or anything really <laughs>
0: no topic, it's just, it's, it's, just no a topic. Chat. it's
2: just a chat thank you to sarinth odinson who handled it this week because i had an event at the brewery It's also a bunch of bearded brothers so mm-hmm. i have to show up for that because it's the kalamazoo whisker crew mm-hmm. of which i am a part so have i to, to represent right yep. i had to represent and then uh every other tuesday i do a youtube slash facebook video thing called three pagans on tap mm-hmm. with sarinth odinson and malik odinson and we talk about alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks and how they affect our relationships with our gods and paganism
1: I write for the Patheos pagan blog for three pagans and a cat mm-hmm. so go check out three pagans and a cat on Patheos' Pagan blog, and you can find out what that's all about. And I'm finally going to get around to doing the book review I said I was going to do two weeks ago. <laughs> a fabled book review. A fabled book review.
0: All right. So I think that's all our housekeeping. We uh-huh. are housekept
1: And house swept. Excellent. And I do have to point out that Finn did look up, he Googled Mars movies, and one came that came up was Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, and I have seen it. It's a 1964 64. film, and it is really terrible. <laughs>
0: Well, good. Good to
2: know. It, it's it's was, hysterically the yeah. red
0: man conquers the red planet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's hysterical. It's it's really pretty funny, and and of course it's from 1964, so you know. But I did out of curiosity one time because I'd seen it advertised somewhere, and I thought it would be hilarious to watch it,
0: and it was. So, as always, start with sciency stuff. Yes, because we are talking about Mars, Mars. fourth planet <laughs> from the sun.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Problem? No, just
0: Mars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We like Mars. We're enthusiastic about Mars. <laughs> Mars is a very fascinating
1: planet and a and,
0: uh, fascinating
1: deity. Mm-hmm. And all things Mars are pretty are, cool.
0: Are neat. Fourth planet from the sun. It is about half the size of Earth's diameter. The red planet. Is known as the red planet. Yes, it's known as the red planet because it has a high concentration of iron oxide, which gives it a reddish coloration from a distance. The color photos that we have of Mars up close comes in a range of colors, <laughs> from a sort of butterscotchy brown to a yellow to more of a gray. It's actually quite pretty. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. Been, it's a very uh, pretty... It's very stark. Yeah. But you get some really excellent sort of fascinating
1: vistas. It's kind of what you imagine Vulcan looks like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think they similar. must
1: pattern the, the look of Vulcan, you know, for Star Trek mm-hmm. from Mars.
0: Probably. It has very similar rotational period and rotational axis as Earth, which gives it Four seasons, but because it has a eccentric orbit, the length of those seasons varies dramatically. Mm. Weather and climate... On Mars contains a lot of dust storms, but there's more variance in those seasons in the southern hemisphere of of Mars. The northern hemisphere is more climactically stable. Its day is approximately an hour longer than an Earth day, but that varies again depending on where it is and its <laughs> spin. Does it feel longer, <laughs> shorter today? Yeah, mm. uh, and its year is about two times the length of an Earth
2: year. That's-
1: a damn long
0: year, yeah. Oh my god, and, and like I said,
1: 2020 on Mars, 689 days oh, long, oh, oh, oh. yeah. No, would, thank you. I
2: wouldn't mind an extra hour in the day,
1: right. that could be useful, could be oh, an yeah. advantage if it chooses to give you the extra hour, <laughs>
0: right? Sometimes it's a little more than an hour, it is. a little less. But it has an eccentric orbit, so sometimes it's farther from the sun, and it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, we, we talked about this during the Venus episode, an eccentric orbit basically just means it doesn't have a, a circular orbit, it has an oblong
1: an orbit. An oblong orbit, so. which makes it odd.
0: Yeah, we're... <laughs> we've had lots of unmanned probes. missions, mm-hmm. missions to Mars um, of Including various kinds. when it just landed. Yes, we just had um, Perseverance landed. Perseverance is the new rover, which is based on Curiosity, mm-hmm. which Curiosity is still running. Mm-hmm. Uh, it landed in 2012. It was supposed to have a two-year mission, but after two years, it was still doing fine. So they were like, all right, we'll that, just extend yeah. that indefinitely.
1: <laughs> That's why we know so much about Mars, though, because we've been able to land quite a few, quite a few probes.
0: Quite a few rovers. Yeah. So Perseverance is unique because it went with a sort of a sidekick, a little tiny helicopter drone. Oh. Called Ingenuity. Love these names. Yeah. Which is currently tucked up under the belly of Perseverance being charged. Mm-hmm. And after about a month on Mars, it will be placed on the surface where. It will perform a test flight. If it succeeds in its test flight, which will just be a little short hover over the surface just Mm -hmm. to check that it works and do it. um, It will be charged by a solar panel on its top. And it will perform some short flights above Perseverance to sort of scout the terrain and plot good routes for Perseverance to take and of course it's equipped with a camera and a microphone so it's going to be taking lots of footage of Mars. That's fabulous. Um, is that as is Perseverance obviously. Is that something they're going to release to the public too? Well,
1: it's for us NASA. To, it's NASA always, yeah so yeah.
0: basically everything that
1: they get, we get to see is what publicly they do. released yeah. I think Swan was saying Google said it took the probe about seven months to get
0: to Mars. Yeah so Perseverance launched in July of 2020 and it arrived three days ago as of the time we're recording, so mm-hmm. it, it arrived on February 18th. Gotcha. Yep. And it landed in the Jespero crater, I
2: believe. And it was a crazy landing.
0: Yeah, well, it, it, it landed successfully. Yes. That's what counts. But, <laughs> but was what did a, I see there was a
2: uh, uh, yeah, we got some, issue getting there.
0: Yeah, we, we got some fun photos of the, <laughs> of the parachute landing. <laughs> um, but it, it's all wheels on the ground now, and everything seems to be functional. Yep. Um, Everybody on the that mission was having a heart attack, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. but but there were cheers all around. Everyone was very excited. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Socially so, yeah. distant cheers. Socially distant cheers. Yeah. <laughs> so perseverance has landed. Um, we've already started getting some photo data from it, so that's nice.
1: Our son Jackson has said that uh, when he's eighty years old, I think, or seventy. Uh, When he's retired from his anthropology career, he wants to go live live on on Mars Mars, because he figures by that time they will have the ability for people to colonize Mars.
0: So this is interesting. What um, Perseverance's actual mission objectives include? It has four primary objectives. The first to check the previous habitability of Mars. So to Mm. determine... If uh, there had been some kind of well, to, to, no, but to determine if it had the the characteristics necessary to maintain life, gotcha. whether it did or not, right? Okay. And Curiosity is doing some of that work elsewhere as well, but is looking at more sort of geologic they, issues. Isn't Mars the one where they found water or potentially they found water? ice water? Yeah, ice yeah, water. yeah. We'll, which we'll get into. They found it in a couple of different places now. So, but Perseverance is is checking some more um, surface level habitability issues past habitability issues. It's also going to search for signs of past microbial life. We've mm-hmm. had some scientific advancements since Curiosity launched and especially since Viking launched in the 1970s where they attempted to determine if there were if there was past microbial life evidence on Mars and they got negative results Mm. but there's been some advancements in how we can test that sort of thing since then obviously and some questions about the suitability of the tests that have been done previously and whether they would have produced false positives or false negatives and all that kind of thing so uh that's one of perseverance's missions it's going to collect samples and leave them in caches on the martian surface to be collected later Mm -hmm. by future missions and it's going to be testing a new piece of technology called Moxie, which will... (laughs) I like that. Which will be trying to turn the carbon dioxide that's present in Mars's atmosphere into small amounts of oxygen. And if it's able to do that, if it works, if that technology produces acceptable results, they may be able in future missions to scale that up, which will make manned missions to Mars much more feasible if we can generate oxygen from the Martian atmosphere. Mm -hmm. That would allow us to, to not have to bring oxygen with us. Right. But also it would enable us Potentially to create fuel mm-hmm. on mars i do want to point out that i think it
1: was squeaky made the comment that for those of us who watch doctor who we don't trust water on mars because and this is true it created the scariest monsters ever so i, I do think that's something uh, that nasa I, needs to take into consideration <laughs> when they're examining
0: the water on
2: mars i would disagree just saying
0: what do you think were the scariest monsters
2: the Weeping Angels.
0: Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's pretty. That's, darn that's where place, I'm at. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I'm with Carr on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the the Mars water was the scariest monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Weeping Angels were the scariest monsters. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. There has been the discovery of ice water on Mars, and very recently some some new discoveries about the potential for liquid water on Mars seasonally. So oh yeah. So 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 lots of exciting things. We've known on Mars. we've known for a long time that there are polar ice caps on Mars that contain enough water that if it all melted the surface of Mars would be covered in completely covered in about 11 feet of water.
2: That's a hell of a polar ice cap. It's a
0: significant mm-hmm. polar ice cap. So we know that there's that frozen water on Mars, but the atmospheric pressure on Mars is less than 1% of the atmospheric pressure on Earth. Because of the conditions of atmospheric pressure and how it affects water evaporation basically means that liquid water like instantaneously evaporates. Mm-hmm from the surface of Mars. So it's only stable in ice form. If those polar ice caps melted, Mars would be very briefly covered in liquid Mm -hmm. water and then it would all be gone. They've also found some ice water underground in Mars. They found a source of ice water underground that they believe is about the size of Lake Superior. Mm -hmm. So there there are significant amounts of ice water on Mars, it's just not usable. <laughs>
1: yeah. So what I'm hearing is that it's entirely possible that
0: in 30,
1: 40, 50 years, they could colonize Mars.
0: Well, so here's the most recent discovery related to water on Mars. Mm-hmm. In February of 2020, so just about a year ago, they figured out that... So there are these phenomena on Mars called recurring slope lineae, which are these sort of dark streaks that appear on some of the mountains on Mars mm-hmm. and that we hadn't been able to come up with an explanation for. And the current theory now is that the recurring slope lineae are actually the paths of running liquid water hmm. that occurs during the spring on Mars where, when it gets warm. So what they think happens is there is like a boulder or something, there's a, a an extrusion of, of rock Mm -hmm. That during the winter, ice water builds up in the shadow that Uh that rock casts. And then when Mars cycles to its spring season, when it gets significantly warmer for a relatively brief period of time, Mm -hmm. that ice melts but it stays in the shadow of the rock so it doesn't evaporate so it doesn't immediately evaporate so it creates the it and then it runs down the slope and mm-hmm. then evaporates so it doesn't mm-hmm. create like pools of water mm-hmm. but it's a, a brief period of liquid water on the Martian surface, which we don't otherwise have any evidence of. That's really fascinating. Yeah, it's a really interesting phenomenon. So whether that's something that could be useful for increasing the habitability of Mars or things like that, if that's Mm -hmm. something we we were trying to figure out, is up in the air. Mm -hmm. But... That's sort of the most recent evidence we have of, oh, cool. of potential liquid water on Mars. That's
1: really very cool.
0: Yeah. That's very cool. It's very, very
1: neat. Wasn't it one of the Mars probes in the past that took a picture of some rocks that had people convinced... There it was—the face on Mars, like man like,
0: and Mars. Yeah, yeah.
1: that they, they either they thought it was like evidence of a of a past civilization mm-hmm. or there've some been, kind of Martian
0: peeking out. There's always been a lot of speculation about Mars having had previous forms of life. This actually goes back to 1877 mm-hmm. when an astronomer named Giovanni Schiaparelli, oh uh, Schiaparelli, Schiaparelli was viewing Mars through a telescope. And he saw what looked like long, regular grooves in the surface of Mars. These were actually, in fact, an optical illusion created by a combination of factors. But to him, they looked like very long, very straight grooves in the surface of Mars. And he obviously reported on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he used the Italian word Canali, which means grooves or lines. Right. And this was mistranslated in English publications as canals Mm -hmm. and convinced the entire European world that Mars had civilization that
1: was building irrigation. And isn't there a section on Mars that they've named after him? Because I read The Martian and I've I've watched the movie and they talk about that. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. He actually named the canali that he had identified after rivers on Earth. Right. Because he thought they were... Some kind of river. Some kind of, yeah, water formation happening. Not canals, but (laughs) as they were mistranslated in English. (laughs) It does sound like canal. Uh Uh-huh. But so that's where a lot of the sort of science fiction perspectives on Mars as having some sort of, like... Ancient advanced civilization, and hence why they're always coming to you know take over our world. Uh-huh. At least in the 1950s, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> very that was very common in the 1950s. Very, very common, and, and it didn't stop until about the 1970s when Viking probe landed on Mars and proved and, that there and was said, "Oh, there. there's it's just rocks. <laughs> it's just rocks. Yeah, very pretty rocks. Very yes, some and some nice rocks, but some just rice, very nice some pretty, rocks. Pretty sky. There's some beautiful." Shots of the the sky. uh, That's partly because the Martian atmosphere is full of dust. When you get sunset on Mars, you get all this refraction from the dust, mm-hmm. so it makes these really colorful sunsets. If you've never looked at the the photos from oh, the various Mars rovers, you absolutely should. There's some Beautiful absolutely pictures. spectacular shots there. Curiosity is around Mount Sharp right now, which is one of the many mountains on Mars, and you can get some some really nice vistas of Mount
2: Sharp. I've already got it figured out how we can colonize it. Oh, what's your plan? We send Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin there. <laughs> <laughs> And they build a new biodome.
0: And we just let them get to it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) There you go.
0: Uh, It agrees. Uh huh. Yep. That was a beagle, and, uh, yes. and if they if they get that moxy oxygen yeah. uh, system working, that would be go. perfect. Yeah. Just... There's
2: already a moxie soda available <laughs> here right. on Earth. That's right. So so... You just take
0: the soda up to Mars. There right. exactly. go. Exactly. And so it'll be perfect. Oxygen. Right. <laughs>
2: that's how and that that's works. actually how Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin would do it. So
0: <laughs> No, I just I think
1: there's so much more that obviously that we're gonna learn about there's Mars. There's a, a yeah. lot of
0: I'm I'm really looking forward to what Perseverance finds. Yeah, honestly. and
1: I, I really am not surprised that they are gonna find a way to eventually send manned missions to mm-hmm. Mars. Oh
0: yeah it's absolutely on the this is why they're doing things like the MOXIE tests. Yep. These are all tests to figure out how we can make a manned mission to Mars feasible. Yeah
1: yeah and wow when that happens that'll be an amazing
0: thing. Yeah so a few other facts about Mars. Seismically active so mm-hmm. the InSight mission has been studying the seismic activity on Mars. 2019, Insight recorded over 450 seismic events. Damn. On Mars, on Mars is a mountain called Olympus Mons, which is both the tallest mountain and the largest volcano. In the solar system, <laughs> did you say what the surface temperature is on Mars? No, I don't. Ha- I didn't. I didn't take notes on that. Okay, okay, but it actually does vary based on the seasons. Yeah, that's that why makes we. Sense. That's why we get things like the recurring slope lineae because very, very cold during that winter season, and then it warms up in the spring. Is that unusual
1: from some of the other planets? Because I don't. Is it or is it because of where Mars is located and because of its, it's orbit it's, that it has seasons, whereas a lot of other planets might not?
0: It's still in that sort of could be Earth-like. It's in that Earth-like band. Yeah, yeah. it's in. It's in that band in its relationship to the sun it could hypothetically sustain life gotcha if it had more atmosphere than it does right (laughs) because like i said it has about 0.6 percent of the atmosphere of the earth yeah mars is cold yeah it's It's very it's very 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 cold
1: the average temperature on mars is minus 80 degrees fahrenheit
2: yeah It's very, very cold on Mars. I've had that wind chill here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's been here, And <laughs> it does, here, but... it does, um, it spikes up some during the spring when it's
1: closer right. to
2: the
0: sun. So that is
1: definitely so,
2: something
0: to take into consideration.
2: Mm-hmm. I have a question about your seismic events. Okay. Do they have a guess as to what the Richter scale of those would be?
0: I haven't seen any data mm-hmm. on the severity of okay. individual events. Well, but I'm
2: just looking at like seismic activity for 2019 on Earth. Yeah. It's way more than 450.
0: The the difference is, and the reason it's sort of surprising that Mars has as much seismic activity as it does, is that Mars has no magnetosphere because its core has solidified.
2: Gotcha. It is freaking cold. It's very <laughs> cold there. Uh, freaking cold. On Earth, we had a, over 105,000 seismic <laughs> events.
0: We also, to be fair track those a lot more. True, <laughs> true, that's true. That and that's, that's true. from a
2: two to a nine. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
2: uh, we only had one that was like eight to nine like in 2019. Seriously yeah. damaging. Seri- You're yeah, right. Yeah. But, but 66,000 two to threes.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, but, quite a, that's quite a few. Yeah. Oh, they do believe Mars used to have a magnetic field. Mm-hmm. And that the loss of that magnetic field, when its core stratified, is what maybe stripped off so much of its atmosphere that it lost all of its liquid water. So they're thinking at some point it could
1: have been habitable,
0: and that's and that's part of what Perseverance is going to be studying, and what Curiosity is studying is: was there life here before,
1: right. and something that and is then... gone now. So something with its you know how with the yeah, core so, changed its so there's overall um structure.
0: some debate about what the planetary function of a magnetic field Is Mm -hmm. of a magnetosphere Some scientists believe it basically Does nothing except help us navigate (laughs) And that it's just a function of the dynamo Some believe that the magnetosphere Actually provides some protection From solar winds Mm. And prevents them from interacting Directly with the ionosphere So that we preserve more of our atmosphere and we lose less atmosphere into space over time because all planets that have atmosphere are gradually losing it into space at various rates. Right.
1: Not terribly helpful if you live there.
0: No. <laughs> so so Earth and Mars uh, and Venus are all actually sort of losing atmosphere at approximately the same rate now. It's just a question of whether they've always been losing atmosphere at the same rate or whether, like, Mars losing its magnetosphere caused it to lose a significant uh, portion of its atmosphere in a short period of time in the distant past.
1: Wouldn't, I hope they find, figure that out because I think that would be really fascinating mm-hmm. to learn that at some point, however many billions nope, millions, of years, billions of years ago, yeah. however long ago... It it was possibly habitable, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily the way we would understand it,
0: right? But and and maybe habitable didn't contain by something um, like complex according. forms of life, yeah, right? But like like microbes ne- and right, exactly. We've we've found evidence of like fossilized right. remains on Mars, but it would still you know, life... but if we if we if we find evidence of past microbial life, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if and it's entirely
1: possible if it had gone a different way, those microbial life forms could have eventually evolved mm-hmm. into something else. It just didn't get the opportunity because something some happened. Event happens, some yeah. event happened that changed Mars's overall ability to it's
2: sustain
0: life. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, I have a much grander question that's not necessarily Mars-based, but it's plaguing me.
0: Okay. What's your what's your plaguing question?
2: Are all third rocks from suns potentially habitable because that's the the I think sweet it depends spot on the sun That doesn't? depends
0: on the sun. Yeah, it depends on the cuz different suns have different amounts of radiation that they're putting off basically depending okay. on where they are in their life cycle. And it would depend on how close those planets are. Like our planet just happens to be in a, in a very good band mm-hmm. in terms of distance from the sun
1: it would prob- probably also depend on the orbit and yeah
0: if it has a, a regular or an eccentric orbit it would, there's a lot of factors involved mm-hmm. yeah so hard to say but that's interesting that's an interesting question mm-hmm. yeah it's hard to tell Maybe? because we can barely tell if mars used to contain life right much less if planets in other solar systems did or might now right exactly <laughs> so i think we're going to need to get some some better extra solar equipment yeah <laughs> before
1: we can figure that one out and uh was it rishala is saying uh it's the goldilocks zone depends both on the sun and the size of the planet yeah there's there's a lot of
0: a lot of factors involved a lot involved. of factors
2: I'll be plagued with it so That's I, okay. until That's I can contact NASA and find and out. Then, and ask yeah. NASA
0: directly. hey. I have a okay. hey. question. Yeah, it's I'll, a wait, legit I'll
2: wait question. until this mission is you know been going. Been, been,
0: a while. been and, until they're a little less focused right, on yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do.
1: It'll be interesting to find out though if it did have
0: mm-hmm. the ability Life
1: previously. The ability. And then it adds your question. is like, okay, then, does that mean the third and fourth planets?
0: Right. Does this extend does our, ex- our uh, range for
1: habitability? Exactly. Do, will it have extended the range of habitability just based on, you know, would it have been different if something hadn't happened to the core or if the size had been different or if it didn't have such a wonky orbit? Orbit. orbit yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think those are really interesting questions mm-hmm. because then... It, it makes you realize, okay, maybe Earth isn't the only
0: right. Maybe we're not unique and special. We're not unique. Maybe and we're special. just lucky. We, lucky. exactly. We're just lucky here in this right. particular solar system. Yeah, because
1: if Mars had at one point potentially been in uh, in a position to be habitable mm-hmm. and have microbes and all that, and then something happened to shift it mm-hmm. out of a habitable zone for one reason or another, for one yeah. reason or another, I I think that has to you know change our view of what habitability means And there or are is.
0: there are some theories about why Mars may have lost its magnetosphere. So it has two moons Phobos and Deimos. Mm-hmm. And there are some questions about how it got them because their albedo and their composition makes them appear more like asteroids than than moons than m- moons it makes them appear more like captured objects mm-hmm. than bodies that developed with the planet right but there so there are sort of three theories about how these came about one is that they were captured objects but their orbit around mars would be kind of irregular for captured objects mm-hmm. not consistent with how most captured asteroids behave around planets mm-hmm. the second is that they're just irregularly shaped and formed natural moons. Mm-hmm. And the third is that they might be cast-offs from Mars' surface. Ah. The remains of collisions.
1: So maybe it had been bigger and they are some debris that got left over. Exactly.
0: So the one of the theories for the loss of Mars' magnetosphere which we are reasonably certain it used to have, based on some of the readings we've taken from the surface of Mars, is that it was bombarded by a lot of asteroids mm-hmm. in a short period of time, and this caused some su- substantial geological changes. It was a planetary event. A planetary event, yeah, that just knocked out its magnetosphere, I mean, and then consequently its atmosphere, and then just essentially wiped all the water off the planet right. to, maybe un, took uninhabitable it, yeah took it yeah. from a
1: habitable zone into an uninhabitable zone exactly because i mean if you think about it again I, there's a lot of luck going on in here or design right. or whatever <laughs> divine Dep- providence divine providence who, who can how, say. however you want to look at it I mean because you know the one of the major theories for what happened to the dinosaurs is mm-hmm. that it was a cataclysmic collision collision with a very large meteor that Which
0: they they found some evidence for in it. Yeah, actually.
1: there there is actually evidence to support that theory yeah. that wiped out the dinosaurs mm-hmm. but allowed, you know, mammalian life right. to further to exist evolve. and to evolve. And we have you know this asteroid to thank. but but think about how different we are all children of the asteroid <laughs> we are children of the asteroid we're all star seeds but if you think about it, it it really does come down to okay if uh if you know if an asteroid or some kind of collision event happened mm-hmm. to me they believe Mars, this was, they
0: believe this would be, would have been like multiple collisions in planetary terms a very short yeah. period of time so think how
1: you know lucky we are that exactly our own collision didn't completely wipe out life on earth it just Altered it enough. Right. Changed the circumstances. And changed the circumstances. I just find it fascinating.
0: Our tiger, Jim Two Snakes, has spent much of the past three decades providing spiritual and emotional support for individuals that are looking for accountability, wisdom, and safe supportive space while they discover how to walk their own path. Jim is now offering his Spiritual Dad service in a Patreon structure. This informal program includes regular contact with Jim and specific guidance for what's going on in your life right now, along with a talking stick monthly meeting for some levels and regular phone calls ranging from one to four times a month at other levels levels. Jim will help you with goal setting, ritual, and energetic practice ideas, and teaching, suggestions, support, and accountability in whatever it is you want to accomplish. And because it is your path, he will adapt his suggestions to suit whatever works best for you. It's called Spiritual Dad, but there is no age limit. We all need spiritual and emotional support. To find out more, visit Jim2Snakes.net or patreon.com forward slash spiritual dad. Scubus says, "Children of the Asteroids" sounds like either a band's name or a cult. Finn well, says, "I vote cult." There, there was that hail <laughs> bop. There's the comet, comet, you know, cult. People. Yeah, that didn't go
1: so well.
2: Mm, <laughs> Heaven's Gate. Heaven's, Heaven's Gate, yeah. So,
1: yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've been talking science for a long time, so hopefully right, yes. people have not
2: just Why inserted a commercial.
1: fallen asleep here. Yes, so... Are there any
0: more science? No, nope, Or did nope, you want to talk I'm, about some I'm, other stuff? I'm happy to move on from science. Stuff. Okay, so... People oh.
2: like the sciencey stuff, though. I just think I
0: Mars is a really good and planet so, for science. This <laughs> is a, it's a, well, it's one that
1: we've been able to go to more exactly, often, yeah. and so they've learned a ton about it and are continuing to learn about it in a way that we can't with other planets in our solar system. Right, like as we discussed,
0: the very corrosive Venus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Two hours max. (laughs) And then you're done, bitches. (laughs) But getting on to to Mars. We're moving on. So some of the things that I found out about Mars from an astrological viewpoint is that it is uh, considered to be the ruling planet of Aries before Pluto. And Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The ruler of Scorpio. It is associated with things like confidence, self-assertion, aggression, sexuality, energy, strength, ambition, and impulsiveness. Is aggression because we've been attacked by them so many times? <laughs> Could be. Let's the Martian aggression. See. It's the Martian aggression. Uh, it also is governs sports, competitions, physical activities in general. So that's the planetary energy of Mars. In Chinese astrology, it is associated, and I think also within uh, Western astrology, it is associated with fire, passion, energy, and adventurousness.
0: Yeah, so in Chinese, especially in a couple of other East Asian cultures, Mm -hmm. uh, Mars is actually called the Fire Star. Right. In ancient Mesopotamia, it was called the Star of Judgment of the Fate of the Dead. Ooh, Uh, ominous (laughs) that's ominous indeed and the sumerians called it nurgle who was their god of war and plague Hmm. Hmm. so uh the the presiding theory is that the visibly red because you can visibly see mars in the sky Mm -hmm. uh and it looks red right in our sky from our perspective the red planet yes the red planet we call it that for multiple reasons the general consensus is that the reason it has these uh, somewhat ominous associations in a lot of cultures is because the red colors look like blood. Mm hmm. Spooky is, star.
1: <laughs> yes, well, and I'll, I'll segue into how the Greeks viewed Mars as far as healing and energy and mm. things like that. Presided basically, I'm not going to go into all the details, but male anatomy. <laughs> 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 male sexual anatomy, uh, the muscular system... It's the dick planet. I yep, was just going to we've talked planet. about dick
2: bread. Yeah. Why can't we yeah. just say That's dick true. planet?
1: Just, so just, just the, embrace it. Okay, so over genitals, the gonads, adrenal glands. I told you. It also is uh, associated with hot and dry energetics and ruled by the caloric humor uh, as far as like medicine and, and things oh, like that. Oh, of and, the four humors. The yeah, caloric... F- I gotcha. Yeah. And it was associated with fever, accidents, trauma, pain, surgery... And uh, so, if doctors or whatever were dealing with it, that would be you
0: if know, they were cutting into someone. It was a Mars Mars
1: energy <laughs> was going on here. And then um, again, it's the passionate impulse or action, masculine a- aspect of the inner drive, discipline, willpower, and stamina. So Mars has always very been energetic. Planet. Yeah, very energetic, always, and very masculine. I found it described in a lot of
0: places as the planet of action, of just like doing a thing in general doesn't matter really what the thing is yeah and then in indian astrology it is called mangala
1: and it represents energy Mm -hmm. confidence and ego so i thought those were all very interesting things about mars obviously it is again considered a masculine energy and that goes i believe to um the god who is known as mars
0: Whose name we give it, we give this planet in Western society.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, so we can go into talking about the deity Mars, which I found out a lot of interesting things about him. He is, there's two origins for him. He was either born of Jupiter and Juno, the, the, you know, main deities of, of Rome, or he was born only of Juno, because she was trying to even the score, even, you know, kind of bring a duality back, because Jupiter had gone and birthed Minerva out of his forehead, and she was like, "Uh oh, no, no, no. Without Juno's uh, participation. Exactly. So she went to Flora, the goddess of flowers, who found a specific magical flower, touched her abdomen, and Juno was thus impregnated, and she went to Thrace and had her child Mars there. (laughs) He is the god of war. I
0: also think it's an interesting uh, parallel that Jupiter spontaneously gave birth to a female deity And and Juno spontaneously gave birth to a male deity.
1: It is. And part of that, what I was reading is part of the reason she did that was to bring balance because she felt like he gave birth to Minerva from his forehead. Rude rude but also it it took things out of balance and so perhaps that's why she had a son was to bring to maintain balance.
2: So it was <laughs> kind of like Juno the movie with Elliot Page. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Swan says
0: sure. Minerva is also a goddess of war. Yes, there were mm-hmm. many gods and goddesses of war of various kinds. Yep. They were usually in control of different aspects. Yes,
1: of war. Oh, now we're talking earlier about a lot of people associate um, obviously Mars with Ares, the Greek mm-hmm. god of war. There was also an Etruscan god, Mar- there are actually two Etruscan gods, Marus and Laran, who they believe may have been earlier gods of war that Mars got aspects from. But in the usual Roman signature. Yeah, in the usual way but um ares was viewed very differently from mars yes and so the,
0: they're really <laughs> the Greeks vi- and the Romans had very different perspectives on these deities
1: exactly and you really cannot we were discussing this earlier you really cannot exchange one for the other they're mm-hmm. they're very different ares had more of a uh, a destructive vibe he was more of a you know a war monger if kill you will dead. kill them all dead yeah,
0: Ares aries was perceived as sort of the destructive and disruptive aspects yes, of war
2: exactly whereas so like the guy in doom
0: yes yeah really. just just wanton destruction yeah he was he was a, a, as as likely to hurt his own people as the enemy exactly
1: whereas mars was venerated in rome mm-hmm. and among the romans as the military power to secure peace mm-hmm. and prosperity for the people, so Mars and those was are
2: hugely different.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm, very different. So he was more and and emulated. Mars. Mars was uh, respected in Roman culture as the father of Roman society. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was
1: because he was the father of Romulus and Remus, mm-hmm. due to some very nefarious activities. But you know,
0: he raped Rhea as usual. Yes. <laughs> Among no him, one is surprised.
1: It was a thing he would do like all the other gods would do. But he was the father of Romulus and Remus, who Romulus is, is you know, the one who laid out Rome and planned how Rome, you know, would look, I mm-hmm. guess. But he was also the lover of Venus, who they had, right. you know, he they had this romantic liaison thing going on. Cupid was their son. Mm-hmm. But... Venus was the mother of Aeneas, who was from Troy. He was a Trojan refugee who, several generations after Romulus, is given credit for basically founding Founding Rome. Rome. So they they bring these two origins of Rome together, both with Mars connections. Mm -hmm. So that's how come they say that Mars was the the father of Rome.
0: And the the protector...
1: One of the chief deities.
0: And the protector of both Roman peace and Roman prosperity, because in addition to being a god of of war and military might. Mars was an agricultural deity. That's what I was just
1: gonna bring up. He he did, it was not just war, but also agriculture, and they believe it was because he was a protector. Mm-hmm. So he would make sure- And this that, is
0: very distinct from Aries. Aries did not have distinct. this connotation. They even think that he had,
1: that Mars had some connection with the wild, with the forest mm-hmm. and things like that, but that he would protect farms and farming from predators, you know, whether it was animals, or or from bands who were doing, who were raiding. He was meant to be a protector
0: of farms. So there was a a priesthood in Rome called the Arval Brothers, mm-hmm. and well, they weren't
2: called the Martians.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were called the Arval Brothers. One of their responsibilities, because their job was to pray for prosperity for for agriculture, mm-hmm. uh, one of their rights. Was that they would invoke Mars Ferris, feral Mars, mm-hmm. to drive off rust. Yeah. And by rust, they meant two things. They meant a particular fungus called wheat leaf rust, which is like a red fungus that grows on wheat stalks and ruins them, mm-hmm. uh, and to drive off iron oxide, actual rust from farm tools and weapons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, which I think is a fun. Parallel to Mars, the planet, because it's full of iron oxide, which is
1: rust. rust. <laughs> and there were a lot. Mars had a lot of titles, just like a lot of other yes, deities yeah. do. They a lot of
0: aspects. A lot of
1: aspects. For instance, Mars Gradivus uh, was one of the gods whom the soldiers or and generals would swear an oath to. Um, Mars Quirinius was the protector of civilians and citizens in their citizen assemblies when they made treaties.
0: Which again, not a job Aries would have had. Nope. Because Aries was considered basically like uncontrollable damage.
1: He was Mars Potter, Father Mars, or Mars mm-hmm. the Father, um, who was invoked for agricultural rituals. Um, and, and in his role as the father of Mars. Exactly. And, so, and uh, March is named after Mars. Yep. And most of his activities, or most of his festivals, take place in March, Uh, And and like two take place in October. And those were seasons between basically uh, seasons of soldiering
0: and And seasons of agriculture. agriculture. So so March was when the agricultural season started and you were invoking Mars Ferris and Mm -hmm. and the more peace and prosperity aspects of Mars. And then in October, when agriculture finished, was when most people started wars Mm -hmm. because then you could afford to send you know, your citizenry to war, they didn't need to be in the fields. That was when sort of Mars' aspect would switch over to the more warlike and and military man mm-hmm. um, character, very much just as the Roman citizenry would. Um, and this, this varies depending on when in Rome you were, because Rome was around for a very long time. But it was traditional for a long time in Rome that military men were only in the military mm-hmm. when Rome was at war. right. And when Rome was not at war with anyone, those generals and foot soldiers, everybody, all the way through the whole military ranking, went back to their farms. Mm-hmm. They had estates, they had farms, they had they worked those mm-hmm. during agricultural seasons. And Mars, the god, was basically the er ur- example of that yep. as a as a lifestyle.
1: And apparently, chariot races were very important mm-hmm. uh, in celebration of Mars in February. February 27th was a chariot race in his honor. March 1st was his birthday. But then also they would do, on October 15th, they would do a chariot race, which included the only known horse sacrifice. Yes. And then they would do, on the 19th, they would do a purification of arms, in and, a, presumably to get ready for war. <laughs>
0: yeah, to get ready, yeah. Part of the reason that the October horse is the only horse sacrifice in Rome is mm-hmm is that Romans considered horses inedible. They were not a food... Source: mm-hmm. You didn't eat a sacrificed horse, which it was traditional to eat the sacrificed animal or mm-hmm. parts of the sacrificed animal. But horses were not eaten, so a horse that was sacrificed to Mars was sacrificed whole. Mm-hmm. Essentially,
1: going to um, his wife, Nereo, also known as Nereen, was his wife. Technically, mm-hmm. she was she became uh, identified also with Minerva. Um, she was known also as Valor. She represents the vital force, power, and majesty of Mars. She and Mars were celebrated together a lot. And in fact, apparently, she did become somewhat of a a symbol of of war because she was his valor, if you will. The
0: the courage of Mars. The courage of Mars was nearing.
1: But then he had a liaison with Venus. Venus, yes. (laughs) The goddess of love.
0: That was more popular with uh, story writers. Yes, (laughs) the
1: poets, the playwrights, the. Artists, the philosophers—they they loved the concept Mars and Venus together. They
0: were—they did not like. It was fine to have Mars and Noreen together for yeah, rituals fine, and whatever, because they were married. If you, you were know. gonna do a play it was going to be Mars and
1: Venus. That's right. And in fact, Ro- it Roman funerary and domestic art would often have a, a a couple would have like a stile or some kind of a, mm-hmm. a some kind of sculpture created with themselves in the in, in the, the position, position of, of Mars and
2: Venus yeah. because they were this celebrated Romance. romantic is couple. Is that how we came up with the bride and the groom on top of a wedding cake?
0: I have no <laughs> idea, but that's a fascinating concept. That is concept. a fascinating
1: concept. And of course, Q it, as I mentioned before, was their their love child? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> this oh. I imagine is where the "women are from Venus, men are from Mars" mm-hmm. rhetoric comes
2: from. Yeah, and how did we end up with the Earth separating the two? That's bad. <sighs>
0: We're keeping these lovers apart. We it's are very it's, rude of it's, us.
2: Yeah, yeah it well, is. Well, he is married.
1: Rude. Maybe he's Polly. We don't know. Well, apparently Noreen was was not.
0: But we don't know. Actually, we, we don't, don't know, know a whole lot about Noreen aside from the fact that she was
1: married to Mars. She was married, and she was a symbol of his courage. That kind of thing. So she was often seen with him in the in that role. She was Venus was seen with him in the. Aspect of love and romance. Nereen, his wife, was seen with him in the aspect of his activities as a god of war or agriculture.
0: The description of Mars and Venus's relationship is thus. Venus dominates Mars, Mm. but he never dominates her. (laughs) Something that I think is interesting to note, we talked earlier about the moons of Mars, the planet, are Phobos Mm -hmm. and Deimos. Those are not actually Mars's children. Those are Ares's children. Mm -hmm. Fear and dread. Yeah. And that tells you something about how the Greeks perceived Ares versus how the Romans perceived Mars. Oh, yeah.
1: Ares was, he was someone to be feared in the, you know, in the Greek pantheon. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mars was someone that they lifted up and they venerated because he was the father of he, you know, he was a father figure and he protect, yep. He was a protector.
0: Yeah. Um, the military power of Rome was perceived as being very, it was the guardianship of Rome. It was
1: the guardianship of Rome. And, you know, to them, them going out and conquering mm-hmm. all these nations and things was to secure peace. Yeah. That Pax Romana, that was their mission. Yep. And that was what Rome's military was, was, for. was for. And so that's why Mars was seen as a protector and a father mm-hmm. and... He was venerated. He was righteous. It was was, righteous war. It was righteous war, whereas... Aries was viewed as one who would maybe more opportunistic and
0: dangerous, dangerous unpredictable dangerous, scary. and scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: which I find really interesting because you'll often we talked about this too. Mm-hmm. You'll often hear people trying sort to, of
0: interchangeably, interchanging
1: them, and they're they're really not. They're very different.
0: Yeah, Mars and Aries, I think, is the clearest example of the the Greek and Roman pantheons are not the same, and you cannot just like find replace the names. Mm-hmm. Oh. When Swan was
1: saying Vulcan was definitely not Polly and that was Venus's husband. So <laughs> she was, she was definitely stepping out on her man. Yes. <laughs> and, and let's, uh,
0: let's not forget that. Yes. Venus also was married. Ve- yeah. Venus was married. They were mutual They They were. They absolutely were. Thanks to our Tiger Solenox for introducing us to Weavers of the Web, an interfaith pagan ATC, that's Aquarian Tabernacle Church, organization based in Lansing, Michigan. Weavers of the Web is a public Wiccan church that aims to be family-friendly, supportive, and informative, with the goal of ensuring that no one need be alone in their spiritual needs. Weavers is currently raising funds for the down payment on a property, which would allow them to expand their current network of resources. During social distancing, you can find them online at weaversoftheweb.org or on Facebook at Facebook facebookcom forward slash weavers atc weavers is also holding regular zoom meetings online rituals and discord discussions during this time
1: okay so magic associated with mars obviously anything having to do with warriors war battles attack Mm -hmm. defense protection i think if more
0: soldiers were pagan a lot of soldiers would
1: be would be calling on mars. Yep, yeah, exactly. Courage, physical strength, preserving or increasing, these are all aspects of of magic that you would call upon mars for whether it was the deity or the planet energy. Mm-hmm. You obviously also sexual potency. <laughs> uh, but also breaking and binding of spells, love spells but only if you're combined with venus.
0: Okay, that tracks.
1: Yeah, otherwise it's lust and passion.
0: Ah. Mm hmm. Because
1: you don't. You need the
0: the moderating influence. Yeah, you need
1: the moderating influence. For both of them, honestly. Yep, yep. You need the moderating influence of Venus if you're going to do any kind of love work. With, with Mars. Mars involved, otherwise it's not gonna work. It's different. It'll work differently. Herbs associated, and I'm not gonna list them all because there's a shit ton of them. <laughs> just pick your favorites. Basi- well, no. Basically, I'm just gonna say basically herbs that are thorny and red plants, mm-hmm. things that are strong, spicy flavor, anything that's warming or energizing. Those are the herbs and plants uh, that are so, associated so with Mars. So your
0: cinnamons. Yeah. Your cayennes. Mm-hmm all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, any of those kinds of anything that's warming, uh, that's going to give you energy, The ore is red or Or thorny. spiky. Yeah, spiky. So you could use a rose. You could use, you know, any of those things, If it ha- anything that has a thorn in it. Blackberry. Blackberry, exactly. Any of those things could be Mars related. Obviously, Tuesday is associated with Mars. By way of tear. By way of tear.
0: Yeah, because Tuesday, again, is named for tear. A lot of days named for various mm-hmm. deities. Tuesday happens to be named for Tyr. And Tyr was the the Norse god that the Romans, when they encountered the Norse pantheon, were like, that's your war god. So that's the Mars counterpart. Mm -hmm.
1: And then um, also, obviously, things having to do with cultivated land, farming, gardening, anything that has to do with bringing nature under control, control, you could seek out Mars energy for this.
2: So two things. Should we put a Mars statue in our garden to keep all the fucking animals out of it? Actually, that's not a bad idea. We could give it a shot. Shot. We get yeah. an
1: absolute that and raised beds. Yeah, he's gonna True. get his own altar out there, huh? And we'll ask him <laughs> to
0: keep the squirrels out of it.
2: <laughs> exactly. And then, two, I'm not surprised by the spiky things because it appears from everything you've said that Mars was a little thorny. How
1: long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs>
2: A little bit. A little bit. Oh, it came to me right away and I snickered and thought, I'll hold off. Because uh-huh. That would be interrupted. <laughs> oh he gosh. held it in.
1: <laughs> he held it in. And very nice. Very
2: nice.
0: Yeah. Um, I think uh, if you worked with planetary energy a lot, Mars would be good for a thing that I do with particular kinds of stones. So, like, I'll use a carnelian which is a a very energetically active stone to sort of re-energize myself, to pull some energy out of the carnelian Mm -hmm. into myself. I think if you worked with planetary energy a lot, Mars would be a very good one for pulling uh, energy Energy when you're sort of lethargic. Obviously, you want to uh, use red as a color. You'd also
1: want to use fire or anything, any of those aspects Mm -hmm. uh, that are associated with the deity or with the planet. Dry, you know.
0: Not heat so much. Not heat.
1: (laughs) But Ironically, d- but dry, but yet even even so, because of the of the perception, mm-hmm. even though it's a cold planet,
0: yeah, it looks it's red, so it's it looks red, warm to us, <laughs> and
1: fire is its association, yeah. But if you want to go strict planet energy, it's very 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 cold, right. <laughs>
0: Get that dry ice. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dry ice. That yeah. would be very good. And then Swan says, migraine and car still gets in the dad joke. That's right. <laughs> he's got the skills even
1: he's a not There's a
2: reason why well. I would put it on my business card. Uh-huh. That's I
1: right. <laughs> All right. I
0: think that's uh, I think, everything
1: we have? I think so, yeah. I, okay. That's everything I've got. for Mars. But I think it was very interesting. Yeah. uh,
0: Mars is an interesting planet. He's an interesting deity. Mm -hmm. uh, And he can do a lot of... I I think it's it's worth mentioning uh, again and just sort of really hammering the point that Mars isn't... Mars magic and Mars energy isn't just war. Yeah. It's also got that it's got that protective quality. It's got that uh-huh. prosperity quality. Agriculture, agriculture, gardening. Yeah, it's it's a much more versatile cul- energy. Cultivation. Than, yeah, yeah. Cultivation is a good preserving. Term for it. It's it's got a much more versatile energy than mm-hmm. I think people give it credit for. So mm-hmm. yeah, it Absolutely. has all that power and passion and. And confidence and emphasis, but that energy is being used in a very deliberate way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mars is not Aries; it's not yeah. wild, uncontrollable energy. It's directed, mm-hmm. intentional energy. So, which
1: I think is is important to say that you, if you have a specific thing that you would need Mars energy for, mm-hmm. you would not want to go to, to Aries. Aries. Yeah, you would because want to you, go to Mars you specifically. Would want to go to Mars? Make an introduction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, ask him if he will assist you because you know we're we're very much of the opinion that if you're going to work with a deity, get to know them yeah, first. Exactly.
0: Reach out. Reach out. Establish to them, a relationship.
1: Ast- yep. Make sure Mars that
0: seems like he would be a lot easier to establish a relationship with than Aries. Possibly. I mean, we don't know. You're right. I don't work with either of these pantheons, yep. but just in terms of like how they're presented, mm-hmm. that's hey, Mars has more dad vibes. <laughs> he does.
1: He does. So I'm I'm actually very interested in yeah, and setting up a little garden altar and, for him and reaching out to Mars in saying okay listen
0: <laughs> we have this problem we have
1: this problem and i would really like all these wild critters all in these garden. wild critters i could use your help for protection mars ferris please and help. and cultivation here <laughs> so need a little, little need a little mars assistance yeah so we'll see so, how that goes. so we may be doing that that's right all
2: right all right so if you want to find out more about us get this you can google <laughs> three pack the number three p-a-a-c and all those things when you type out all that other shit actually still come up.
0: Did you just check
2: that I on just your phone? Did. And Amazing.
1: All, three pegs is in a cat or three peg. Three peg. You know, yep.
2: the,
0: the abbreviation works.
2: Yeah. And
1: we're on all this associated social the stuff. media, YouTube, sort of. <laughs> it's not and been
2: updated recently. Finn says so Mars' is car. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Got the dad vibes. Got the dad vibes. Yeah. Um, you know obviously come visit me on Patheos Pagan mm-hmm. visit uh, Carr watch, yeah
2: watch uh,
0: Three Pagans on Tap with Carr that's right or come ch- chat with him on Sundays at, mm-hmm. on the Zoom call mm-hmm. yeah otherwise. and then just wait for the Tuesday upload of this episode cause that's right Tuesday? No. Monday. Up Monday. A load of the it's like, okay, I was going to say, is there some wow. reason you're
1: not going to be doing? Oh, Tuesday. Tuesday would be in honor of Mars. You could Right, I could do it. Put it off a day. Put it off a day. Everybody. Confuse everybody. And then say, it's because Happy it's Mars. Mars day. It's Happy Mars Day. Everybody go out by a Mars bar and listen to the podcast on Tuesday, which is Mars's day. Are we done? I think we're done, I think yes. we're done. But I'm serious. I might go get a Mars bar.